0: We doing welcome, welcome 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 it's 2023 mm. and we are back with a guest Ooh. Um, i know we haven't had a guest Yay. all season so we're- first
1: guest of what season 30, is this 30, 30, season four i don't even know what four. season this is season four season You're four, I four. I television think television. we have
2: this conversation every, every time. time i'm telling you what first season of all is? age
1: <laughs> Second of all, you stop counting after three, which is a blessing for a podcaster, but also what season is this?
0: (laughs) Four. So we have today with us um, a listener um, of the podcast who's really gonna- First, let's pause. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Thank you for listening because we don't ever get to see and interact as much with listeners. So I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, we same. Appreciate same. That. Who are we? So Natasha, and I'll let Natasha introduce herself because she can do that much better than I will. But Tasha uh, and I spoke maybe last summer and she had this wonderful idea for a discussion and we thought, yeah, we should talk about that and you should be part of that conversation. So here we are today, six months or so later. takes time to rally the logistics, but right. we made it. And so we're really excited to have Natasha here with us today and I'm going to take a pause to have her introduce herself to our listeners.
3: Yeah. Hello. Um huh. So I am an Indian woman in my 30s and I have an engineering background but like my heart is all about growing and developing and f- philosophical discussions that's why your podcast is fun and it delves into all these topics that I love so I am happy to be here and Yay. thank you Yay. yes Welcome. if we seem it. too
0: excited you can tell us to calm down like that is totally. oh
3: no 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 <laughs> 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 we can have boundaries but not boundaries on energy
0: <laughs>
3: not right
1: boundaries on energy
0: we I like that I like that calm down <laughs>
4: It's season four of RPP, the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast. RPP is hosted by Carrie, Sophie, Misha, and Shar, four smart and sassy Jamaicans living in the U.S. with over two decades of friendship. We hope with each episode to educate, inspire, release, and entertain as we share our lives and interests. Join us now for another dose of Pasa Pasa.
2: What time is it? Pass up, pass up. Time. Pass up, pass up. Time? Time.
1: Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl.
2: Me a... pass up, pass up. Yo, stop, girl, you drink? I drink up I morning, light my a um,
0: So today we're talking a little bit about boundaries, um, and how they interact with gender, right? This is a table full of women. And so of course, they're gonna come from that perspective. But I think we wanted to delve into just a few thoughts on how boundaries manifest, whether it's how we develop them, sustain them over time, what they look like. Um, And so that's the conversation for today. Uh, Again, thanks Tasha for that prompt because it is such an important topic. And I think we're always looking for things that are not just interesting, but really, thought-provoking and things that people are talking about or sometimes not talking about often enough. So thank you. This is such mm-hmm. a good topic. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. So we are going to, I'm going to kick us off, but y'all, y'all feel free to jump in.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know we will.
0: <laughs> but I think one of the things that I thought was really interesting around this that Tasha pointed out was as women, how do we establish boundaries right and how how we're raised will influence that process right of boundaries what they look like etc so wanted to throw that out to the group to really hear your thoughts on what boundaries mean to you but also how has your rearing influenced your boundary setting
1: maybe we should, be the nice guest host that we are and allow the guests to go first you know (laughs) we will just start talking and you know forget that it's 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 in this format so tasha we will give you the opportunity to speak (laughs) because some of us talk
3: way too much (laughs) thank you i will start (laughs) because amnesia is not foreign to me um I guess I was raised with more of like here to to serve in the background, always present, like here to be a good girl, here to be polite, well-mannered, um, to be useful was a huge thing growing up and still is. And sometimes when I talk to relatives, that's true for them too. Like I have to be of use constantly, otherwise I'm not worthy of, I don't know, family support, protection, love. So questioning some of those things that were so kind of like um, just a matter of what it is, what it is. And I never questioned it because it was all around me. And now I'm finally wondering like, well, if I don't feel like doing this, Will they still be there for me? Or even in relationships, like if I if this goes against what I believe in, because that's when that's when you actually learn, I think, in relationships, because you have someone from another family come in with their own values and how they were raised. And now you get to mix it up and question everything you had coming up. and It's good. It's a point of growth. Uh, Before we
1: move any further, you know, everybody's used to us. Um, They know our story about where we come from. They know we're all Jamaican. They know that we came here fresh off the boat, (laughs) fresh off the boat. So they have an understanding of kind of where, you know, our background lies. Um, Since you are, you know, obviously you mentioned before that you're an Indian woman. I'm curious to know if this is something first maybe give give I'm curious and I'm pretty sure somebody else out there is curious about mm-hmm. um did you or are you first generation um if not or even if then you know how your parents passed this on is this something that is a family thing that um was natural from before and just kind of reintegrated in this culture and i know that's a lot but having (laughs) it is but having some background about where you are presently and where you're coming from gives me an idea um of the like the history of all of it like obviously your your background is as a woman is similar to ours Mm-hmm. Um, but coming from a Caribbean culture is different right. than coming from an Indian culture. So I'm just curious to know just a, a snippet of um, just
3: your background. Sure. So I was born here, but my parents came from India. And I think that description of how we're raised is pretty similar to how people in India are raised. And it just came with them, Right now it, it's hard i think for for my generation because it's like okay i have this from my roots and i'm here and i have to fit in yep and not get swallowed up by a different culture but, and what to keep and what not to keep basically yep. and i don't have kids but i do think in that respect like how or what will i impart to my kids
1: Appreciate that. That, mm-hmm. gives, that gives me some context. Um, and I think we're similar, even though, um, as I said, all of us um, are here. We didn't weren't born here. We have a similar experience wherein in our culture is one thing. And then there's the culture that is America that is completely different. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's norm that we have our norms that we grew up with, um, that we see at home, that are experienced. And then even with for me for example um my first job here is within service so you are taught there is no no there is no no you figure it out um and when that's reinforced at home you know you you obviously you're supposed to be good you're supposed to figure it out you're supposed to be strong you're supposed to you know do all these things and be this person and not you know not not go against the grain um I I think based on what you're saying it's pretty similar regardless you know just culturally regardless of if you are born here or you know if you are you came here at some point the culture just is embedded
3: in you and it's funny that you said the work thing because I I feel like our cultures pride themselves in hard work and then when you come here and you see people take advantage of it, then you kind of have to turn and it goes against your values, but it's a survival thing at that point. Cause you're like, well, if I work better, more work comes to me. And is that really what I want? Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I, rem- I
4: remember when I moved here and the first thing they're like, oh, you're Jamaican, you're gonna have two jobs, three, three jobs, jobs four jobs. <laughs> And that's just the stereotype of Jamaicans here. And I was like, no, sir, well, (laughs) (laughs) I think that definitely that strain runs strong through our (laughs) cultures, um, the overachieving. um, And then I don't know if it's just juxtaposed with us being women and being aware that, Even though it's a space where we're now prevalent, that traditionally or somehow, even though I feel like there's so many women in the workforce, it's still not the most accommodating space for us. And so we have to almost like make a mark and be exceptional. So then it's like that, plus the culture plus the gender just makes it so much, it makes you feel so much more um, aware. where your boundaries can be and yeah I think I only started exercising boundaries when I started getting some kind of um, autonomy in my job (laughs) yeah but yeah I still don't have enough boundaries
3: I don't know it takes a long time I think to develop them because you feel guilty sometimes or you feel like you're and some people even say it, right? Because they're not used to you having boundaries. So they'll be like, well, you know, this person would do it. How come you can't do it? And it's like, because I'm not them. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: It's, it takes time to build that muscle. But I also think universally women in many cultures are taught to be accommodating and I think certainly in some African cultures, right, African cultures are very matriarchal and there's a very different perspective about the female and her role, right, in terms of power dynamics. But outside of that, women are really taught as kids and then you get into the adult world and to Char's point, the adult environment reinforces that idea that your boundaries need to be accommodating to everyone else. It's like, sure you can have boundaries, you can have your little feminine power, but they just need to be within these lines, (laughs) right? And it's, the older we get, the more we start pushing back against those things. Right. It's just, in my mind at least, the progress feels slow. Um, And I think when we listen to older women, who might be in their 70s and 80s, to them, it feels like we're, we're rebellious. <laughs> and to us, it feels like it's not moving fast enough. So it is an interesting perspective to have at this age to see how are we challenging boundaries and how are we creating and changing those things compared to our parents and our grandparents, right?
2: I'll say this, um, my daughter, she's five. And things that I see my daughter do, doing now and conversations that I see her having, having with us, I, I wouldn't even imagine Mm -hmm. it would, it wouldn't have been a thought process in my mind with my mother. She would easily say, mommy, I'm not doing this. And here is why. And she's going to give me an explanation as to why she shouldn't do it. This, this, um, her dad and I was talking today in the car and I said to her dad that, um, I want to go cuz I want us to go play. And she goes, "Where are we playing?" And I said, "Elizabeth is not playing. Mommy and Daddy will be playing." And then she goes, "But Elizabeth is a child. Only children play. Adults don't play." But I'm just I'm like I'm listening to her and I'm saying to myself, "One, when my parents are having a conversation, I dare not be a become, be, become a part of that conversation. If I even attempt to say a word, <laughs> I don't think I would have teeth in my mouth right now. I'm <laughs> <done>. <laughs> It's that simple. But I'm looking at her and I'm saying the generation, and I I, I know we're saying that, you know, Carrie's said it's not where she would love for it to be, but I can see where it's definitely changing. I look at her and I'm sure Misha can say she see her daughter does things, do things that she she couldn't even imagine, you know? my daughter again is five. She's always, she keeps me on my, my heel at all times. Like she, she makes me think, and I'm always saying, I wouldn't dare do that to my mother or with my mom. For every call I get from her teachers, it's them saying to me, Elizabeth is always talking back. And I'm like, okay, well, what happened? Well, we ask her to do something and she says she's not doing it because it's not time or she doesn't want to do it or she wants to do something else. Like she's always challenging. I'm like, this is that generation. It's
3: um, that generation.
2: I, and where it's, I I it's, it's, it's getting better. Yes, it's not where it should be because I, I, I can tell you that my son is only about to be one tomorrow and he's already making me think something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> seriously these generations though I see where it it will get better I see kids more now challenging and more speaking out and more um putting up their boundaries and standing for it I'm not doing it and here is why and even it's fine she has her boundaries to what I no matter what I do like she's just not doing it and honestly it scares me but I love it I love it because I'm like, there goes that strong black girl. I wish I was when I was their age.
1: I don't think it has. I don't think it, You. I don't think it. they wake up and our new generation that are challenging. I think this is, has a lot to do with you. Um, this has a lot to do with the change within you because the thing was, yes, I feel like you were that child as well, but because. I'm telling you, but because you you are stifled in the beginning. So for example, obviously I I have a nephew and a niece and they're playing. My niece doesn't want to give up the toy that she's playing with. And can can Ethan have it? No, Ethan cannot have it. I'm playing with it. You need to learn to share. She knows how to share. She is not sharing. This is, and you need to not force the child to share like you not, need to not say to her, you need to share. And now you need to give up the toy. This is a conversation me and my sister are having. Um, and so obviously when you're a child, you, you think even when it makes sense to you, I didn't have enough time. This is my toy. I am going to make a decision and decide I, I don't want to give up this toy. Um, and so that's my decision. And I'm 10 toes deep in it. This is, this is what I'm thinking. Um, as a child, no, you're giving up the toy that's that's a decision an adult made for you. When we start allowing children, and not to say that obviously children should just go run them up because they have no mm-hmm. idea. I tell right. I tell my my eleven year old this all the time. You swear you know what's going on in the world. You have no idea. You're just born yesterday. Can't even wipe your bottom properly. So <laughs> you don't really know what's going on. However, you do have a mind, and you I am allowing you to be able to use that. We could talk yes. through it. So you don't want to give up the toy? Why? How? You know? Let's talk through that. That instead of saying you're supposed to share, give up the toy, end of argument. That that's not allowing. That's not allowing them to feel like they have a voice. And if we don't allow them to have Mm -hmm. a voice, then they feel like they cannot put up any boundaries. I cannot Mm -hmm. tell you when it hurts. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you when I'm sad. I cannot tell you when it's too much. And so I just take, 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 or give, give, give. And at some point you reach a point in your life when you're like, oh no, I'm going to start saying no now. Because this is, the, I reach my breaking mm-hmm. point. This is too much, and that's probably the point. You know, it, what wherever that is for somebody else, it could be in their 40s. It could be in a career change. It could be some life-altering thing that lets them realize that they have to now set boundaries. But if we don't start allowing our children
3: mm-hmm.
1: to the option to start setting boundaries at that point. And not mm-hmm. say, I'm the adult, I'm going to make the decision for you because you have no idea what's going on and I'm trying to protect you. Um, In the long run, you're not going to protect them because they're going to go in the world mm-hmm. and have no boundaries how, and allow people to just be, just dictate how their life goes. And I think it has started with us. I think we've realized even with the culture that we were raised in, even in the culture that, you know, everything that's going on, I think we realize that we cannot now train our children to be the Mm -hmm. same it's just Mm -hmm. it cannot be
3: i have a question how do you how do you deal with the grandparents in a situation like that because obviously that's a huge leap for them yeah and you're kind of stuck in the middle so you almost have to draw boundaries with the grandparents and with the children while still respecting both of their boundaries
1: yep
3: how I can speak for myself. I, I'm going to speak for Soph, because you know
1: that they're that's probably a whole different thing over there. But um, I will tell you that my parents are a little different. When when I parent my children, they allow me to parent. They, it's probably not what they would do. Like if I leave my 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 mother or my father with my children, they parent how they see best. Um, and they they're like real parents. You know how they see all these grandparents doing whatever. They're very involved, but they still parent. Um, and when I am around, they allow me to parent. They don't jump in. Oh, let the child. Uh, or why? Uh, why? Nope. They will allow me to parent, and then. It, when we, we when we have discussions about it then we'll talk about it like you know this is why I'm doing what I'm doing this is how I feel about x y and z I don't know that that's the norm I have no idea what it doesn't sound like it but it, it sounds very nice
2: <laughs> I will say we we actually had a converse. my husband is, they know him so they, they know what I'm talking about he's very <laughs> in, <laughs> in what he does and um He's, he's, a better, he's better he's than me, I have to say. So before we even start having children, um, we had a conversation with my parents. Now my mother is a lot better than my dad, but we had a conversation with my parents and my siblings. We all had a conversation. And one thing I remember, one of the conversation, one of the things we spoke about was children, rearing kids and the role that the grandparents will play in the whole process. And I remember me saying to my mom, Growing up, I never had a voice and my children will have a voice. And when you hear them having a voice, I want to allow them to have a voice. Um, and I'm not gonna lie to you, my mother listened. My dad, not so much, because sometimes he jumps in and be his old self. But my mother, I will honestly say she has never, um, and even if she corrects me, she's never done it in front of my daughter. She's always wait till my daughter goes and she'll say to me, you shouldn't let her say that or you know something along that nature. But I must say they've all—they've been respectful with how we have chose to allow her to have a voice. Um, it's just, you know, is she too loud? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. But I do love the fact that she she feels comfort comfortable to express herself, you know, which I I, I did not when I was her age, so. My my dad, thank God. <laughs> well, not not thank God. Let me not say thank God. I miss my dad, obviously, but he's not as as involved as my mom because my dad relocated back to Jamaica, um, so he doesn't see them as much as my mom does. But my mother, she does allow me to parent, and if there's something she doesn't agree with, she waits till the child is not there, and she'll say to me maybe you should try this way and I'll say to her you did you did a fantastic job now it's my turn and she respects it she's never
3: taken offense to it or anything she's been you know okay I guess she hasn't said anything to me. I wonder if there's like a part of her too that's like I wish I had had you know because it like kind of loops. Absolutely my mother has said to me many
2: times that she wish, that she's seen how my, my, especially my sister, she absolutely loves how my sister is raising her, her son. And she I've heard her said, man, I wish sometimes I can get a do over to try that, you know? Because mm-hmm. so my mother growing up, it was just like, what? Boom, sit down, corner, <laughs> nothing else. It, that was it, there was there was no, let's talk about it. If a stranger came to my mother and said, Sophia looked at me funny. Sophia did what? Boom, boom, boom. Apologize. I didn't have a chance to say what happened. Even if it was my first time seeing this stranger, my mother didn't care, okay? Yeah. So uh, many times I've heard her say, I wish that I could do over with certain things, you know? But like I said, I turned out okay, I think. So it wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of you did but with the boundaries it took me a while to really acquire boundaries to just even say no even at my job it it, it I must say this just recently happened you know and I really think it's from just way I was raised to just be obedient and do what I'm told even when I don't want to do it yeah well not anymore I'm now a rebel as dog <laughs> calling me.
4: I'm done. Call rebel. Me a
2: rebel because I have setting boundaries <laughs> to say, no, not this time. Isn't that crazy? I'll be a rebel. Not crazy.
4: You know what kind of helps with the boundaries, I think, or well, maybe me. I can think of two things stick sticking out. One confidence. When you kind of know your worth and know what you bring to the table and kinda, I don't know, that gives you some kind of, I don't know, who's about to say, -uh. And the other thing is, uh, when you become introspective and think about life and think about worth and time and what you put into your time and what time really means and relationships and what that means and what you put into them, what you expect to get out of them. And you realize, yeah, time to waste, you have no energy to waste, and all those things start becoming so much more important to you, I think, the older you get, but hopefully um, we can impart that to, to the younger generation earlier, but definitely the older you get, you definitely start seeing, this is where I put my time, this is rewarding, and then you start going, I'm not going to put my time or my efforts into x, y, and z, because it's, it's not fruitful, it doesn't, Filmy, me it doesn't contribute it doesn't and then you start saying mm don't have time for that I want to add to that can you guys hear me
1: now yes I want to add to that to say once you reach a stage in your life where you don't give a insert explicit here um <laughs> when you just don't care anymore because a lot of it is perception a lot of it is um you are raised to exude this be be this person um and once you reach a stage in your life where you don't care anymore when it's about you and your growth and not what people perceive as you and your growth um then I think you are at the point where you're like I care I care too much about me than you then I, I and i'm going to lay down this boundary because of it um and yes all of those things that you just mentioned are factors into that um i think when you reach a certain stage i won't even say age stop saying age a certain stage in your life um you just val your values change um the things that you were probably raised to value um for example, money sucks, what you consider success. So, you know, a career, um, making sure that your children are perfect. Cause I struggled with that a lot, a lot as a, in my early parenting years is, am I doing a good job as a mother? And the way that I, um, that shows that is, are my children good, good children? Um, and to get over that was very hard, very hard. I am past that now judge on. I don't care. Um, I just, I don't, I don't care. Um, but at, once you get to that stage where you realize that you are, you are doing, um, for you instead of doing for the world, then I think you just start laying down boundaries naturally. I think it just starts coming like, no, 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 no. Everybody gets a no. Um, and so it just becomes way more natural when you don't care anymore.
0: I don't know that if it's you don't care. I I do think a part of that is the environment you're in. Because if you're right, even if you are a confident person, if you're in an environment that's constantly shutting you down for setting a boundary and maintaining a boundary, if that's not reinforced, right? Like we're, we're animals at the core. So whatever behavior we have has to be reinforced in our environment for us to sustain it. True. And so this boundary conversation to me sits in this environment space. Like if my friends weren't supportive, my family wasn't supportive of me setting and maintaining boundaries, it would probably be a little harder for me, right? Like I think there's some personality pieces, like yes, strong personalities, but strong personalities often get isolated because they're strong personalities and the tribe they're with is like, that's a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I wonder how much of it is the decisions we make to be in certain environments and be with certain people over time that nurtures this development of certain boundaries and sustaining certain boundaries. Like, I don't know that that just happens as a stage in life um, or does it happen as our environment, our communities change, who we call our people changes. Um, I think that plays a really strong part in what gets reinforced, you know?
3: Good point. I do think they run kind of parallel. Like with the stages, we do kind of shed some peripheral friends, you know, the ones that don't respect your boundaries. So yep. it it happens I think parallel. It's a good point.
1: Agreed as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha, I'm curious how it is in your um especially with your parents and you see how they parent and it probably is so different from American parenting (laughs) or traditional (laughs) American parenting. I shouldn't say American parenting because America and parenting is like all over the place. Um, the, the funniest thing right now is gentle parenting. And I, you know, I'm not the extreme gentle parenting, but I am definitely not where I used to be with regard to like yelling and screaming and doing all of that. It's a lot of a lot of having conversations. Um, But that's so much different than, as you said, you were raised on. So I'm curious to know
3: um, how it is for your culture. So my parents were at least a little bit more progressive than a lot of the Indian population. So my mom did. And actually, my mom was by herself initially from the first few years of my life. And so she she took the time always to explain things and have the conversations. My dad, he was like a hot-tempered Indian man that <laughs> didn't he was like, I don't know why we're explaining this, just get it done. Yeah. And I think he slowly like she had to influence his parenting because he just came with whatever he was given. Yep. And now, when they talk about parenting, because I have cousins who have kids and we visit India and we watch their kids, there is a lot of like criticism, I guess. And they're like, well, that kid's not well and These parents don't even watch their kids and <laughs> all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 we're going to get worn out just talking about how people are parenting because their parents probably didn't like how my parents parented. Right. Correct. And I'm pretty
1: sure that's the same, regardless of where you are actually or where even American culture is the same. Yeah. You're not raising your kids right, or you're not doing this right, or you're not doing it like me, like we did it. If it's not like we (laughs) did
3: it, then it's not right. Um, So that's interesting. And, you (laughs) know, just being the kid, you start to wonder, like, well, am I not doing it right? Because you still have that thing, like, parents know best. (laughs) So you question it and then. I mean that's why it's like young kids, I, or young parents will usually keep a lot of the older. <laughs> kids, I think, but at least that's just what I've seen in my cousins.
1: Nice.
3: Well, Sasha, we appreciate you. I think thank we, you. Thank for, you so
1: exactly. much. So nice. Thank you for being I brave. To come back. <clears throat> yes, please. Yeah, yeah, we love having these thought-provoking conversations. Um, we love having guests. And we love having
0: guests, definitely. I feel very
3: good. I can can tell. Hey, y'all. This was
0: great. I I really appreciate this type of conversation. I don't think we have these, we create time to have this type of discussion often enough, so.
1: Yep. Thank you. all right oh, y'all i have a people. whole list of
3: things i can just send them over to you so send, them out. send it send send,
1: send them, the suggestions send, them, send, send them. the suggestions people send the suggestions we'll take all of them yes, we'll do yes. 20 episodes left up to me not left <laughs> up to them but <laughs> <up to them. laughs> so laid her boundaries down and we're doing 12 episodes this season she decided <laughs> but send your recommendations
4: As <laughs> me she's gonna sneak some extras okay
1: in
2: be like eight
4: bonus episodes <laughs> eight <laughs> bonus episodes
2: okay ma'am
4: good night <laughs> oh, Good night,
0: friends that's all for today's episode of relationship pasa pasa thanks so much for joining us today you could have been anywhere in the virtual world but you were here with us we hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like, seriously. We can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good.